this week's episode of Couch Conversations was a bit of a doozy. Um, we started off with some, some audio difficulties, but as my mother says, one monkey don't stop the show. So even though our duets ended up being a solo, I had to keep the party going and continue the conversation about respectability politics. And there was so much more that could have been said, so much more that this topic is to cover. But y'all get the gist. Hello, hello. It is Tuesday with the People's Pride Project, and we are here having another lovely couch conversation. This week, I have with me my brother, Mr. J.B. Smith, Mr. Former Military, Retired Minister, Current and Eternal Root Worker and Hoodoo Practitioner. And I'm going to tell you like it is. We are uncut, raw, straight up, no chase around here. And we're going to get into some shit today. Okay? So we are talking about the concept, the the idea, the 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 monster that is respectability politics. Mm-hmm. Now, what is respectability politics for people who don't know? It is the concept, both imposed and self-taught, because we do it from both angles, that we have to be more than, or we have to be a version of ourselves, a version of our ethnicity that fits into the narrative of the deciding culture, we want to say that, because I don't think it's oppressive, I don't think it's dominant, but they decide, they get to make the rules right now. So they say what is acceptable in our behavior. Now, this is the same thing that allows people to lash out at Cardi B when she speaks about politics as a rapper, as a woman, as, you know, a woman with some credibility and the mouth that don't always talk right in the world. But her voice is somehow not worthy because she doesn't have the right lineage. She doesn't have the right education. These are the same people that tell LeBron James to shut up and dribble because, you know, he's just a black man that plays basketball. But by the same token, they're like, well, look at the money he's spending. Look at look at the schools he built. He wears a suit. He should be okay. They hung us from trees and trees from Sunday best. That part. Okay. So let's get into this conversation how our actions or our inability to be ourselves in both our individual state and our general ethnicity, whether that be black, brown, Asian Pacific, Islander, Indian, anything other than the deciding caste is not acceptable and therefore not respected or worthy of respect. Where you want to take it, bro? Well, <clears throat> you know I don't, I don't chase people, liquor. <laughs> no, I, I'm just gonna give it to you straight. Uh, when we're dealing with respectability politics, we're dealing with a system that was devised in an era that just didn't want Brown to exist. Okay. 
Vlad was so much farther from that than we understand. But they had to find a way to get people to just stop hating them, stop killing them, stop hanging them, stop doing all of those things. That's where respectability politics was born out of, okay? As I said, thankfully, we don't live in a world that bad. But when, when you finally decided that I'm equal, um, because I've always been equal, uh, but when you finally decided that I'm equal, why are there things about me that I have to change so you become less violent towards me? Because respectability politics hides white violence. And I'm not saying all white people are violent. That's just stupid. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You know we have to make those disclaimers though. Right. I'm saying is look at the history. It's just that simple. Brown people have not in this country have not been that violent towards anyone really but ourselves. Mm. So that's that's my perspective. That's where I'm starting off at. I understand if people have tuned out, but the message is already been planted at this point. I've already said it. It is what it is. The more I hide from you, the more I hide from more people hide more people hide what they're actually feeling, the, the less we're going to be able to communicate, really. To me, it's the idea that my humanity is not enough. The fact that I exist as a being in this body that is, you know, relating to beings in other bodies is not enough where I shouldn't have to demonstrate my worthiness. I shouldn't have to, you know, as black people were always taught that um, we have to do twice as good to be mediocre. You know, you have to dress a certain way to be taken seriously. You can't speak with slang and our natural slang because that's not acceptable. Yet you got generational colonizer over here telling you and dressing whatever the hell you feel like. And that's what we're supposed to aspire to. And I, I, I really feel like bringing this conversation to you is important and necessary because as someone that has been a part of so many societies, the military, um, religion, both African and African American spirituality and you know mainstream Christianity. These are all areas where we're expected to put on airs, you know, show up in a certain way that may not necessarily be who we are. And especially if I'm the founder of the People's Pride Project, where our the basis is autonomy, or rather authenticity first, then autonomy and community. This idea of respectability doesn't really flow with that. Because how do you show up as who you are when you can't fully show up as who you are? 
All of that. All of it. Huh? All of it. All of it. Because it's. Trying to fix this mic. Just having this, the mic is sounding a little funky today. I don't know what's happening. Hmm. I don't know. I've never had it sound like this before. I'm a little confused. That might be you. Yeah, let's try that. I'm sorry, y'all, but this is this the sound is the sound. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. The sound is not going to work. So we're going to pull him right back in and see if we can um figure that or work that out a little bit. So I apologize for the minor technical difficulties, but don't go anywhere because we're not going anywhere. So let's get this back. Okay. Let's see if we can work it out, work it out. Okay. So for those that might be just joining or those that were here previously, I appreciate you staying with me while we get this figured out. But you know how I am. I like things a certain way. I am a stickler for a level of... I like shit done right, if we want to say it like that. We're not even going to mince words right now. So we're going to try to get JB back in, and hopefully the audio will be a little bit better. Let's try this again. Let's try this again, shall we? It's, it's you, boo-boo. It's me? It's me? It's you. But we can still try it. Um, um, what do you think? What do you think, honey? I want the to have this conversation. The damage, the damage, the damage has been the damage done. Has been I mean, done. really, really. <laughs> Um, hey. what do you Do you think it's the ceiling fan, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to get this. I promise. Is that better? Is that better? Absolutely. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Actually, actually. Uh, come on back. Since everything Since else everything is going crazy, right, crazy right, now, right now, I figured grab it, first, grab it, first, grab it first, fly, fly, first, fly. <laughs> That's the last thing you need, right? For your battery. Exactly. Um, they're saying they're saying there's still an echo when you speak. Okay. Okay. I'm about to put on my angry mama face, like sir. Get it together. No kidding. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Y'all gonna make me Y'all go cleanse this house. Cleanse this house. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. Okay, so, so let, let's. Okay, let's... So how do you just. Do I have Bear with us, y'all. Bear with us. See, this is how oh, you know. Oh, we're live? Oh, we're live? Yes, sir. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I will 
I will do an interlude. Okay. <laughs> this is how you know when conversation is supposed to be had because any and everything tries to discourage it. Okay. Y'all know what I'm saying. So in the meantime, in between time, let me tell y'all how I feel about respectability politics. First of all, if you know me, if you see me, if you've spoken to me, if you read any of my posts, I have come out several times and said, fuck it. Fuck them. Like, I can't, I can't be this version that fits your narrative, especially when your narrative is based on keeping me in a subservient position. I'm not willing, I'm not willing to do that. So that's the short end of the stick. Fuck respectability politics. It's the same as they're saying, oh, well, a woman is dressed a certain way, so she deserves whatever treatment she gets. As if her individuality and her humanity and her place in this world as an autonomous human being is not enough. But because her skirt was what you thought was too short, she's not worthy of respect or care or consideration. I have a problem with that. I have a big problem with that. So, brother, yeah, you see a little better over there? I, I totally, I agree. totally and, agree. And, and, and I'm sorry I'm for sorry the audio, audio, audio. What's going what's on, going on, but the fact, of the, the fact matter of the matter is, you've heard, you've heard really, really what we what really we wanted, really to, wanted get to get at. Full point, point about some of your personal experiences sure, with sure. these sort of things? Because you have a lot of overlap with regard to different, um, how do you want to say, different sectors of the community, both in your professional life and in your personal life, where this idea of almost performing really comes into play like i said whether it was religion whether it was the military whether even the idea that you have to almost announce all of the degrees that you have before people will take you seriously true true 
you know, things like that boggle me. And I want you, want you to talk about it because I don't want to tell your story for you. <laughs> so like, so like, um, one, one, one thing that comes to mind, come actually, mind. actually, actually uh, I'm going to start this story, story with the outcome. With the outcome. I made a I really, made a good, really friend. good friend um, um, who, to this day, to this day is on my Facebook, on my Facebook and, and, I, and, I, and I interact and I interact with him. With him. Um, but um, but I was actually we and we did we did a funeral detail. detail. For those of you for those who, who served, who served um, funeral detail funeral is basically when we're going to deliver to the next kid. Sometimes we sometimes Um, And in this case, we were. I was stationed in Dietrich, Maryland. Dietrich, Maryland, at that time. At that time, and um, and um, we went out there. We went out and, there, and, and some things were some jokes were made, jokes were made, um, um, about about the location, because because when I got to I got to Fort Dietrich, um, um, in the in housing the housing office, I was given a map, given a map, and the man there, the man there, the expert the area, he said, you can't live in this area, in this area, and and I was confused as to why, as to why. Because I'm active duty, I'm active duty. You're, not you're not gonna tell me you're not gonna tell me I'm gonna do I fight I fight you know finna do I'm finna do um um well well he said he said you can't live there can't live there because and I'm like and I'm like tell me tell me you know tell me tell me he finally told me that, told um, me that um, I don't know if I don't know if this title but he said Grand Wizard right next right next city so you can't live anywhere near anywhere near there. And I, and I, 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 I went the opposite direction. Right, 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 nice, nice, nice place. Did a great, did a great in Hagerstown. It was awesome. It was awesome. But that was back then. I'm not sure how it is. But but those kinds of things we ended up having to do that detail detail in that in that city. So so I was the only black man that was there. So so I mean I mean. The others that the were others with that were with me, they knew, they knew, and I knew, and I knew, and it was just it was odd, just and odd. I had to ask the question because I'm because I'm uncomfortable at this point. You know, you've already told me, you told me it's safe from safe from here, live here, live here, live here. Um, um, but you're telling me I have to go there, there. That's my job. That's my job. I'm in the army. My job. Okay. Okay. Cool. No biggie. No biggie. So, so ask the question. Ask the question of my commander. Of my commander. And um. I asked him. I, I said, well, said, "What well, if they have a problem?" Have a problem and he and he immediately, immediately, then I and I said, "If they have a problem with you, they have a problem with you." Okay, okay. So, so I've been blessed, I've been blessed that, that during my during my military career, when when I when I have happened, I've always I've always had a man that's always always stands up stands up. Of if, of if you have a problem, have a problem with me, have a problem with me. That's just that just is what that is. But now, trans- but now transitioning into the civilian world, civilian world, that's not the case. That's not the case. That's not that's not the case. I've been blatantly I've been blatantly told, hey, we weren't looking for that, which is fine, which is fine, which is fine. You tell me the situation that I'm walking in, walking into, and prepare me, prepare me. And see, and see, mentioned, you know, you know. A lot of times, a lot of times, um, people have people to people have to uh, know that I know that I've got four degrees. You know, people have to know that I know that I that I have a degree. I have biology, biology, technology, technology. So, so those kinds of those kinds of things need to be the substantiation for them to even consider. From telling what I've said, what I've said is the truth. 
and that's and that's the key. If that's if what that's it takes, what it takes then you, are the you are the problem. Okay, okay. You you are the problem. You are the problem. Especially when we're dealing when we're dealing with when we're dealing with negative actions towards others, towards others that have that shown, themselves shown themselves through history. Through history. No. I mean, right, I mean, that's, right, that's a, a really, really plain and plain open, open, plain and open, plain and open, open way of putting it, putting it. But, but it's clear. It's clear. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, the the sound is still coming through crazy. Like it's it's very choppy and it's doubling i don't know what to do at this point like i want to have this conversation so badly um can you switch from your phone to your laptop would that make a difference my laptop my laptop not logging not logging on that's that's what i've been that's what i'm waiting for waiting for i am sorry i am sorry Well, well, this, this showed up, showed up. <laughs> I was not thinking, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. wrong. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're, 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 we're going to have seen this. I understand. But like I said, this was a conversation that I really, I was ready. I wanted to dig into it because this, this, this is a pet peeve of mine, if you want to call it that. Um, but you know what? We know what's rescheduled. We're gonna find a way, find to, way to, finish to finish this conversation. We can do that. I think that works. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have four ways, four ways, four different four different rooms. This is not gonna work. Not gonna work for me. <sighs> when the tech demons wanna fuck everything up. <laughs> 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 All right, love. All right, love. Okay. We will reschedule and we will try this again. Huh? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Well, my loves. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate JB coming through. I appreciate the conversation that we were having. It is something that is very important to me. It is something that, um, you know, I not just I deal with, but a lot of us deal with. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. This idea that you have to be the good Negro or you have to be the model minority in order to be not even accepted in most cases, just tolerated. That in itself is unacceptable. The reality of um, respectability politics is that even though it is, it seems as though it's a benefit to the people that are being marginalized and dictated to. The reality of it is that it is simply another tool to that works in the favor of those that make the rules. And the sad thing that I've come to realize is just as much as these um, ideals are put on us, we put it on ourselves at this point. I was having a conversation with one of my closest friends 
And she was talking about how she raises her sons who are biracial that, you know, there's a part of them that will get them in the door, but there's a part of them that people are going to use against them. And it hurt my heart when she was telling me that, that they have to, you know, they can't speak a certain way and they have to try this much harder. And, you know, we're as the, the being parents of these children, they are making the conscious effort to put them in better schools so they have better opportunities. And I'm listening to her and I love her dearly, but part of my heart was breaking because The simple fact that she has to have these sorts of conversations with her children, that part of them is a hindrance, that they have to work so much harder to compensate who they are because of the ethnicity, because of the genetics that they were born with. I can't. I'm not going to say I can't wrap my head around it, but there is a sadness and there is a pain that has to be acknowledged with that. And this is what I'm saying when we put these things on ourselves, because we've gotten to a point where this need to protect, because it's like we're always on the short end of the stick. It's always, we're always fighting against. So we have to insulate, we have to protect, we have to do everything in our power to try to make them think we're okay. And that in itself is a problem. You should be able to show up fully as yourself in whatever version of yourself that is. And that should be enough. Even looking at, you know, people closest to me, talking about my own brother. My brother is a six foot four black man. My brother is an athlete. My brother is educated. He's owned his own businesses. And you know what? The fact that I even had to list any of those things to make it, to set up the rest of what I'm about to say is a problem. The fact that my brother has to put on fake glasses, glasses with no prescription, so that he seems less threatening, so that he seems like an approachable Negro, a good Negro is a problem. Now he and I joke about this because, you know, we both acknowledge that sometimes there's certain ways, you know, we'll make sure we speak or we have to, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that we're dressed a certain way in order to not, not be perceived as aggressive, not be perceived as a threat. This is all part of respectability politics that somehow you don't have to respect me until I fit the mold that you find respectable. I say, fuck it. I should be able to show up as me in all of my glory, in all of the things that make me, me. And that should be enough. You should be able to show up in all of the things that make you, you. And that should be enough but we live in a society we live in a world where it's not and so much of it has gone from being oppression and indoctrination to it's internalized 
the way we give each other, give each other dirty looks. Oh, she shouldn't have that on. Who she thinks she is? It is. For what? Let that person live their life. What does that have to do with you? Nothing. Nothing at all. Mind your business. But yet we sit back and critique as if that person being what we consider inappropriate somehow is a reflection of all of us. This is the mindset that's been beaten into us since we got here. And I understand that it's part of, you know, that we ride together, we die together sort of mentality that a lot of uh, people and groups that have been marginalized, you know, have, have turned to as a way to protect and survive. But at some point we have to recognize that trauma bonding is not the wave. We have to be better than that. We have to be more than that. And not to say, like I said earlier, we have to be more than to be mediocre. What I mean by saying we have to be more than is that we have to be willing to step out of the conditioning and step forward as ourselves. And a lot of us are so terrified to do that. A lot of us are living facades, especially in the age of social media, honey. A lot of us are proving our worth based on how many likes we get. Or if we have, you know, the perfect Franken body, because at this point, baby, these, these folks ain't built that way. And we keep playing into this version, into this narrative of what we should be as people, because it's what somebody else told us we should be. And like I said before, fuck that. You ain't got to like me. <laughs> I'm not here for you. I got my own shit to do. I got my own reason for living. All I'm trying to do is live my life. And the fact that me living my life frightens you, that me living my life you see as an impediment to your life, that sounds like a personal problem that you need to work on. Maybe, maybe you need therapy. Maybe you need to sit with yourself and say, gee, why does she, why does her lusciousness bother me? Maybe that's you, that's not me. I have, listen, we come up with this idea that respect is not given, it's earned. What do I need to do to earn your respect? Do I have to speak a certain way? Do I have to dress a certain way? Should my, should my voice be a more feminine, more palatable tone for you to respect? You're not going to get that from me, boo. And I would hope you don't get that from most people. Because my respect or my worth, my worthiness of your respect should not be dependent on your perception of what you think or who you think that I am. A wise man once said, 
never look like what you do. Now, he was saying it in reference to street corner business and, you know, carrying yourself a certain way because that will allow you to make moves without being noticed. Which I get, you know, there's a little bit of chameleon in all of us. It's just like with our code switching. We know how to bob and weave. We know how to shuck and jive, you know, when it's necessary. However, you shouldn't think that what I look like dictates who I am or what I'm about. Because, baby, I'm going to surprise you every time. Ain't nothing that you see here will prepare you for what's really going on with me. And that's with most of us. And, and the problem that I have is that so many of us feel the need to fit into these one-dimensional boxes and not live in the fullness of ourselves or not really show up as who we are. Or we're even afraid to actually figure out who we are because the fear that will somehow make us seem unworthy to someone else. Why should that matter though? Why should what someone else deems appropriate or worthy matter? Because that's what we're taught. But in the reality, it doesn't. So many of us are following the protocol. We're following the, the conditioning. We're following what we've been handed down to work with. Not recognizing that a lot of us, it's our job to change what we've been handed down. Okay, that worked. And a lot of times it didn't. But we kept rocking with it because we thought it would save us. And it hasn't. Like I said in the beginning, they were hanging us from trees in our Sunday best. They were cutting us open, letting our babies spill out in our work uniforms. We weren't, they weren't, you know, we weren't transients. We weren't, you, you know, vagabonds and bums and the scum of the earth. They usually took the best and brightest of us. And felt that those were the ones that needed to be gotten rid of in order to keep their position in power. So if we're damned if we do and damned if we don't, why not just live your life? They ain't gonna like you either way. They'll smile in your face and talk shit behind your back. Live your life. That's what you're here for. And if you go out, go out with a smile. Don't have no regrets about it. Live your life. So fuck respectability politics. You don't have to like me. You don't have to like the way I talk. You don't have to like the way I dress. You don't have to like shit that got to do with me. But guess what? The fact that I'm a human being walking this planet is and should be enough. That's why I give you respect. It's not because of your title. 
I've got titles. I've got letters behind my name. I've got degrees and certificates and I don't need, and I, I, I feel almost disgusted to think that I would even have to rattle that off for people to say, oh, we should listen to her. Listen to me because I got something to say. Listen to me because something that I say could be what changes your life. Listen to me because what you need to hear might come out of my mouth. And that has nothing to do with validations on paper or someone who speaks my name in a room that I'm not in yet. Because you never know who's walking around you. You never know what person standing next to you on the elevator, in the subway. You don't know who you're dealing with and you don't know who's walking with them. So the moment you start degrading and downplaying people and their intelligence because they don't come to you the way that you see fit, you could be missing out on your blessing, baby. That's what you need to be worried about. Not if they're wearing name brands or speak with slang. Be willing to listen, be willing to learn, be open to understanding. Cause that's what this game is really about. You can't take your name brands with you. You can't take your degrees with you. And yeah, I said with you, I know what I said, not with you. Because that's the way the words wanted to come out of my mouth. And that's okay, you understood me. You knew what I was talking about. That's what matters. Another thing about respectability politics is the fact that it's, it's both spoken communication and unspoken communication. And we neglect to realize that the purpose of communication is simply to be heard and to be understood. And not everyone comes from the same place. So you need people that can communicate freely through these different languages, through these different communities, through these different ways of life. That's why I started Couch Conversations in the first place. Because I was tired of people speaking to my people and I'm talking about my, my melanated folks, my blacks, my browns, my everything in between. My people that are constantly marginalized and told that they're not enough or that they have to be more in order to be acceptable. Fuck that. Couch Conversations is a safe space. It is a container where we can come together and we can have our conversations in whatever way that comes out. If we had not had these audio issues, maybe I'd have had a conversation for you that was incredible as I feel the rest of them have been. Because my intent is to get the information out in ways that are easily understood. It doesn't have to, you don't have to be elitist to speak. You don't have to be, you know, these, these, these titles and things to have a voice. I'm concerned with where your heart is. I'm concerned with what are you doing? That's why I want to talk to you. And yeah, it looks good for me because I have friends that have doctorates and PhDs. I know those are the same thing. <laughs> you know, I have friends in different high places and low. Oh, they got 
they're my friends. They're people that I talk to. And they're people that understand how to communicate without the bullshit. I want people to get the real information. I'm tired of gatekeepers. I'm tired of, you know, hoarders of intelligence. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to share with you because I'm afraid you might take some of my... Baby, this is for everybody. That's why we have these conversations every Tuesday. This is for everybody. I like to say it's somewhere between talking to the professor and your cousin Pookie. Somewhere on the in-between, you're going to get the message. That is my purpose with these couch conversations. And I hope that it gets you there. And I hope that it enlightens or at least makes you think a little bit. I hope that it brings something to the table or even makes you laugh. Or at some point you sit back and like, you know, yeah, fuck that. It's always good to throw a little fuck that in there. Like, I want people to live their lives without being dependent, without feeling broken, without feeling like they have to perform. I want you to be whomever you're supposed to be. Whomever you feel that you are. In the fullest of that. Because I've spent too much time giving people pieces of myself that I thought they could tolerate. Or, you know, will they accept that? If I do this, will I be looked at? Fuck it. It's time to show up. It's time that we all show up because that's the only way that we stop holding each other back and stop allowing others to hold us back. We have to show up. We have to do the work. We have to make our own rules and not be afraid to stand in them. This hug-a-bucking and jig-a-booing, yeah, I said that shit, jig-a-booing for the people that make the rules. What has it gotten us? We're real good at marching around and holding the signs, but what has it gotten us? Saying, please, sir. Thank you, sir. Can I have a little bit more, sir? What has that gotten us? It's time to show up. It's time to say, fuck you to who you're telling me I have to be. And let me show you who I am. And if you don't like it, there's other flavors for you. And that is okay. That's the choice. That's the autonomy to say, I can go a different direction if this is not for me. But one thing I will not do is perform to make you comfortable. And that's not to say don't have manners. I know my parents watch these things. Yes, I was raised with manners. I was raised to be intelligent. I'm a fine, upstanding young woman. However, I don't play these games either. And that is what I want people to learn. That is what I want people to understand. Authenticity is standing in exactly who you are. And that doesn't have to be the same thing from day to day. 
whoever you are, whatever your spirit is telling you, whoever you feel you need to be for you, not for other people. Not so you can fit in because the worst feeling in the world is to try to fit in and know that you never will. If you ain't going to fit in, fuck trying. Jay-Z said, love me or leave me alone. It's just that simple. Autonomy, self-governing, making your own decisions, thinking for yourself. Not because social media says this is what you're supposed to be angry about today. Not because, you know, your parents taught you that this is the way you're supposed to be and this is what you're supposed to do. Because you got to realize parents are just people that made children. Some on purpose, a lot of them on accident. And they got their own stuff to work through. They got their own stuff to deal with. And they raised you and did the best that they could. And many of them are still doing the best that they can. But that doesn't mean it's not up to you as an adult to make the decisions that you need to make for yourself. Autonomy. Community. We're in this together. That doesn't mean we have to be a monolith. That doesn't mean we all have to be carbon copies of each other. What it means is I use the best of me to help be the best of we. That's what community is. It's not a group of people that all think, act, and move the same. It's what is our common goal? How can we help each other? How do I use what I have to ensure the progress of those around me? Because we were never intended to do this alone. For my religious folk, read your book. God didn't do this alone. He said, let us make them in our image. He ain't do this shit by himself. So what makes you think you're supposed to? Community. We're in it together. And the only way to truly be in it together is to own up to who you are and show up as who you are. I'm not playing approachable Negro. I'm not playing demure young lady that someday someone will pick me. There's plenty of those out there. Take your pick. I'm not for everybody. And that's okay. I can rather enjoy myself doing whatever it is that I choose to do. Because in this lifetime, in this rotation on planet Earth, I'm not living for everybody else. I'm living for me. And that's not in a selfish sense. That is understanding that myself has to be centered in my story. If I ain't good, ain't nobody around me good. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So I have to make sure that I'm good first. As a human, as a woman, as a mother, I have to be good first. And then I can be good to everybody else. So you don't get to decide what makes me worth your respect. I do. Because I have to decide what makes me worth my respect. 
And the only reason you should really, really respect me is because I'm a human being just like you are. Anything above that? Because I'm a bad motherfucker. But I'm saying, I can respect you just because you exist. I don't want to see, you know, harm come to you. I don't want to see you go without. I don't want to see you struggling or just because you're another person. Not because you hold some degrees or you got mad money <laughs> or you're a celebrity or I don't even use the word celebrity. People with notoriety. That doesn't make you more worthy of my respect. Harvard is just a college that you spent more money on when you could have got the same education at community school. It looks good on paper. It's a brand name. Doesn't mean you tried harder. Some people did. A lot of people got in because who they know. You know. We'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> Nepotism, good old boys, all of that, all of that. But what I'm saying is if the playing field was truly equal as humans to humans, there'd be no, no need to fit a role. There'd be no need to play into the game that has been used against us. And I'm talking all of us. For centuries, you know how many great people and great minds we've lost because they were trying so hard to fit in the predetermined and they ended up either selling out, shutting down, or being unable to really present who they are because they don't fit. But who says that we have to fit? You really think what well, that is one of the most freeing realizations that you can have. Who says you have to fit? Sometimes you're the one that's meant to leave. Sometimes you're the one that's meant to stand out. Sometimes you're the one that's meant to make the change. Not everybody's supposed to just be the proletariat. Not everybody's just supposed to be, you know, the, the, the button pusher making cogs and wheels in the back. And that's the full extent of their life. We're all here for different reasons. We're all here doing different things. That's why you're here. How boring would life be if everything was just one color? And how crazy would you feel if you couldn't see anything but that one color? You didn't even know there were other colors to choose from. I'm trying to live a Skittles life. I'm trying to taste the rainbow. I want all the colors. I want it all. And we should all have it all. Why not? That's why life is worth living. You're not going to catch me. That's it? That's that's all I got? No. <laughs> I would be like, yo, put me back in my body. I still got shit to do. 
Man, when that when that clock stops, when that time runs out, I want it to be a life that has been fulfilling. I want it to be a life that has, I know it sounds cliche, but has made a difference. Even if it's only for myself or for my family or for my kids. I mean, yeah, you want to be like, I was on the world stage and they wrote about me in history books and I'm amazing and... You're always going to be amazing to somebody. But the only way that you can do that is to show up. Without doing the tap dance. Without trying to be anything other than you. Because what the world needs is you. What they've been waiting for is you. Not you being a carbon copy of what's already out there. Not you trying to figure out how to be respected. Because I'll tell you one thing. While you're busy trying to figure out how to be respected, your presence is speaking for you. I can tell you that firsthand. I spent, have spent, still spend, and getting out of it, spending a lot of time hiding in the background, hoping not to be noticed. And it doesn't work. <laughs> it really doesn't work. Um, People can feel you. People gonna pick you out. People gonna see you whether you like it or not. Believe me, I hide all the time and it doesn't work. So if that is the case, if y'all gonna find me anyway, I might as well show the fuck up and say what's up, right? Like, <laughs> let's cut to the chase. But <sighs> respectability politics ain't shit. It's nothing to aspire to. It's nothing to get sucked into. This idea of who you have to be, how you have to be, what you have to be for someone to say, you're enough. Or hey, we think you're worth it. You're already worth it. I'm not tap dancing for nobody. You should move So with that being said, I will see you next week on Couch Conversations with the People's Pride Project. We will well, get it together, girl. We will reschedule with JV and figure out what the hell happened to his audio. Cause you, I, I don't, I don't do, I don't do wonky. Got to get it right. But this is really a conversation that I want to have. And he's a prime example of the ways that society tries to manipulate the individual. And it's not even about conformity or integration. It's about, you can even say it's about making you more docile. Because that makes you more easy to control. That's how they keep you in line. Respectability politics doesn't help us 
it makes it easier for those that want to control us. As long as we follow the rules, as long as we stay in line, as long as we don't talk too loud and make too much noise or shake things up, But what do they say? Well-behaved women never make history. So with that, I'm going to let you go. And you have a good night.